Hi. Hello. Hello. Wow. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode four of At the Table, series four. Four, four. Duh. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, duh, Joe. Duh. Um, we're just going to cut Joe out from that. Um, from the whole episode. <laughs> the whole series. <laughs> It's great that you have come back. You are, Hopefully you are loving our Strange Things series. It's a relief that you've come back, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. We are excited to have you listen to this episode. So you have listened to stories of our own that may have been a bit strange. Strange things that we do or say as Christians. Strange things in the Salvation Army. And today is strange things in the Bible. So we thought we'd try a little bit different this time. So we have all got strange Bible verses or Bible stories and we are all going to read out our examples that we've got and the other three of us so John so if I was reading mine John Joe and Lucy have to guess where in the Bible it is old or new testament and what book it's from if they can or if they know it but to do it we're going to make it part of a game so we've got buzzers so mine is oh Lucy can you share your buzzer with us please Joe. And John, what's yours? <laughs> For goodness sake. Absolute idiot. <laughs> Only John would have uh, like that much. I have the horn concerto number four in E flat. <laughs> Mozart. <laughs> Brilliant. So. <laughs> goodness sake, I really hope he doesn't get any. <laughs> um. So um, these verses, maybe because they are really obscure, so they're very strange, they might be, um, like, we might just be like, what? Or they could be really out of context, or they could just seem just a bit odd and strange to be put into a Bible that is a religious holy book. Um, so that's why we considered them strange. You may not think they're strange, but that we certainly do. And we may have picked different ones, so hopefully we're going to have some different examples but we'll also talk about them like we've done in the other episodes and just share a little bit of context or just, just talk about it for a bit. So I'm really excited to hear these and um, hopefully this might inspire you to submit an example for our last episode of the series, episode five. Because um, if you can't think of a, perhaps a strange story or something weird, you think about what Christians or arm, uh, we do in the army if you belong to the Salvation Army, you might think of a weird Bible verse that we haven't talked about. You could submit that too. Um, maybe this will inspire you in some way, but we're going to get started now. So, Joseph, <clears throat> shall well, you start? Here is one that I've selected. Remember to buzz in. John, stop cheating. Looking over my shoulder. Here we go. The sweet, fragrant curves of your body, the soft, spiced contours of your flesh, invite me and I come. I stay until dawn breathes its light and night slips away. You're beautiful from head to toe, my dear love. Beautiful beyond compare. Absolutely flawless. Oh, I think Beth got that first. Okay. Beth, hit me. Not literally. Stay away. <laughs> this sounds like something to be in the Song of Solomon or Song of Songs. <laughs> yeah, you're spot on. What were you going to say, Lucy? Song of Songs, yeah. Yeah, so this is an entire book in the Bible, which is why I chose a little bit of it. 
Um, so it's all about... It's um, basically a big love poem song. And actually it can be a bit um, sexually explicit. I think it stands out in the Bible as well because it's not like... It's not about... Um, I suppose it doesn't teach you much about God in one sense. It's mm. not um, a book of like laws or anything like that. It's quite unusual. But I think, um, although, like, I mean, it's easy to kind of snigger at it all, to be honest. Um, but actually, it's, I think it's quite important in showing how God sees love as well, because mm. it's in the Bible. And I think that's a sign of something. Mm. So that's interesting to me. Song of Solomon's is full of it, because I've picked one from Song of Solomon's as well. Yeah. And it's like, talks about breasts and... Uh, go on. So, <laughs> so, <coughs> yeah, do tell. <laughs> it's, so it's uh, Song of Solomon 7, 1 to 9. And it says, sharply... No, start again. It says, shapely and graceful, your sandaled feet and queenly your movement. Your limbs are lethe and elegant. The work of a master's artist. That'd be very different if it was sharply. Your body is a chalice. Wine field, your skin is silken and tawny like a field of wheat touched by the breeze. Your breasts are like fawns, twins of a gazelle. And it goes on about your neck being carved of ivory, curved and slender. Your eyes are wells of light. It goes on and on and on. And breasts is mentioned quite a lot. Your breasts will be clusters of sweet fruit for me. Wow. So Son- Song of Solomon is known for its um, poetic, uh, very elaborate, um, sexualized language so that can feel very strange particularly if you're you're new to reading the bible or you've never heard that before song of solomon is used a lot at weddings we used for i found the one who my soul loves at our wedding didn't we mm-hmm. um we like that verse uh but i do think yeah what you, joe said it beautifully about um how it ties in with um what god says about love and how we shouldn't you know love isn't just this fairy tale it can be beautiful and we can see things in people about love and what god reveals to us about love and we can connect love to nature and human beings and all of that so lucy yeah i have a verse which Sorry. too Sorry. early john everyone stop <laughs> <laughs> i have a verse taken out of context that i want to know where it's from or you know what the context is fingers on buzzers there she lusted after her lovers, whose genitals were like those of donkeys, and whose omission was like that of horses. Oh. Who I know this one. Go on. I know this one. It's in Ezekiel. Yeah. Oh, wow. Good knowledge. Exact... Do you have the exact verse? So, Actually, not chapter. It's Ezekiel 23, verse 20. It is indeed. So the wider context of this this whole chapter... It's basically a story of two adulterous sisters, that being one of them that I just spoke about. But it's actually a metaphor for Israel and Judah. Mm. They're being portrayed as adulterous, promiscuous, put it how you like, women who like genitals of donkeys. (laughs) Um, Basically, going against God's word and... Mm. That's what I got for you. I mean, <laughs> what, what else yeah. can you say about <laughs> Donkey genitals? Of it's very strange, isn't it? There's it, a weird out of way context. to put Yeah, out of context, it's very strange. I mean, even within the context, it's, it's a bit odd. much. I think it's just trying to get across how awful these nations are being. Yeah. Going against God's word, that's the way I read it. 
I think it feels very alien to us to say those things now. But also, I think we are very immature. And as a British culture, we are very, we snigger a lot at the word like genitals and things like that, don't we? We are, we're not comfortable with sexuality being spoken about. So if in church, you were like, <laughs> because we just don't speak like that as a, as a culture or society, do we? Even the word genitals, because we're not, it's not talked about a lot, I feel like it would just cause a lot of sniggers. Mm. But in other cultures, when they're very open and um, like sex or human body parts, biology is normal, that, that wouldn't be like a weird thing. Mm. But because we're very prudish, we find it uncomfortable, I guess. Could you imagine that being read out in church, though? Like, how would that go down? Yeah, you would find it awkward. Certainly if you've got like, your grandparents in the church and stuff and you can see their reaction, like, that would be really weird, right? Yeah, definitely. But And I think but these types of verses, I also think ministers purposefully wouldn't say. Would you agree? Often, these would be yeah. the like the types of verses that ministers would definitely leave out. They wouldn't bring into sermons because they know it would cause awkwardness. So um, my next one is... So the verse says this. Early in the morning, as Jesus was on his way back to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it and found nothing uh, except the leaves. He said to it, may you never bear fruit again. And immediately the tree withered. The disciples saw this and were amazed. How did the fig tree wither so quickly? Jesus replied, truly, I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, only you can do whatever is, was done to the fig tree. But you can also say this to a mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you have, if you believe, you receive whatever you ask in prayer. Gosh. <laughs> Lucy. Well, I feel like you gave a lot of the context already. Yeah, it. Sort of said the whole story. So, as Jesus on the road somewhere <laughs> to, uh, I don't know, I don't know which road he's on, but it's the story of Jesus and the fig tree, isn't it? Um, do you know what book it's in? It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Yeah, it's one of them. Matthew. Matthew. Oh. Too late, John. It's Matthew. <laughs> yes, it is Matthew. Um, but this is how I explained it to John yesterday. So I said, like, Jesus was hungry one day. He goes to grab a fig off a tree. It has no fruit, only leaves. He basically loses his rag and says, curse you, you'll never bear a tree again. And then the tree dies. Like It's like ha- hangry, isn't it? It's like, I'm That's really like... Um, going to the shop, they haven't got any bread, so you just burn it down. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, isn't it really funny, the idea of Jesus being like, curse your tree for never having frigs. <laughs> like, and then, but then his disciples are surprised, and then he goes, that's nothing. I can make a mountain jump into the sea. Like, <laughs> Jesus on. is like, he's just made a tree die, and then he's like, want to see something? I can make he's a mountain like, into a sea. And? I could do something bigger than that. Mm-hmm. I Not think ju- I'd have asked him to do that just because it'd be amazing to see. Yeah. Go on, Yeah. Yeah, go on. Dare, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But I just find that such a funny verse. Like, But Jesus was human, you know. He probably got hangry. He was 100% hangry in that moment. Like He was like, oh, could kill for a fig. Oh, well, look, there's a fig tree. Oh, there's no figs. Damn you, fig tree. <laughs> I feel like I've never got that angry over figs, though. Have you ever had a fig? I love figs. I don't know. I've, I've, I've never, never had seen a you eat a fig. What? Well, they're not like cheap things, are they? But obviously the meaning behind that is about having faith in something. And the disciples were amazed because they didn't believe um, he killed a fig that they could do that. And 
Jesus was basically, the mountain thing is not Jesus basically showing off. It's Jesus saying, if you have faith and you don't doubt in me, you can move a mountain to the sea. And he's not literally meaning move the mountain to the sea. He's mm. It's like faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains type thing. It's that you can do anything without, if you have faith and don't doubt, you have the ability to bring something to life or kill something or, mm. but it's because you doubt and you don't think you can that you don't. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's cool, but it's just a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> not really many people talk about Jesus killing a fig tree. Who's gonna go next? Okay, here's one. Ready with your buzzers? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, yeah, <laughs> gosh, yeah. Sorry, I wasn't. Bye-bye. Oh, no, I'm not. No, go. It's fine. <laughs> Start with your flipping on. <laughs> As a dog returns to its vomit, so fools repeat their folly. <laughs> Go on then. Is that Psalms? No, oh. it's not. It's oh. not. Does what anyone else Psalms? know? Mm, I've heard it, but I can't think where it's yeah, from. Well, here's a clue. Think about it as for what it is. As a dog returns to its vomit, so fools repeat their folly. Oh, it's a proverb. Yes. That's very good because that was a terrible clue I just gave. <laughs> Listen to it. That's basically what I said. <laughs> you were trying to say it is what it is. It's, it's it is what, what it is. is. It is a proverb. <laughs> so what you see. So, um, yeah, Proverbs is a book of um, advice, really, in a lot of ways. Um, and sort of wise sayings, mm. sage phrases. And yeah, this is in the context of, actually, it's a bit of a rant. It's sort of saying lots of things like this. Answer a fool according to his folly, or he will be wise in his own eyes. Sending a message by the hands of a fool is like cutting off one's feet or drinking poison. Like the useless legs of one who is lame is a proverb in the mouth of a fool, etc., etc. So it's really interesting, but I like proverbs because I do feel like there's a lot of wisdom in there and it's well worth reading. But I do like this bit about dog's vomit. Um, (laughs) You know, the idea that the word vomit is in the Bible is quite fun. (laughs) It's funny. Yeah, that's a strange verse. Also, it's interesting to think about, you know, how when the Bible was written, all these sayings and phrases were probably not abnormal in this type of... Sorry, when the Bible was translated as well as into these languages, it was into these translations, sorry. These were common phrases. So, like, the youth Bible today probably has a few slang words, you know. (laughs) Well, we've got the, um, the the message remix and... Actually, it says quite similar. It says, as a dog eats its own vomit, so fools recycle silliness. Mm. But yeah, still, the dogs and vomit. I guess those are kind of hard words to update, aren't they? Yeah. King James Version would be interesting. Oh, yeah. It's just wise words, isn't it? That that actually speaks about how most, like a fool will not change their ways, like apart from dramatic transformation, and that it's only something completely catalytic that can change somebody's life and actions and that it's got to be and obviously that catalytic transformation can only come through god and christ um Mm -hmm. in your life and how like a dog will just naturally return back to his own vomit because that's all they ever know and that's what Mm -hmm. a fool will only do because they don't know any better so it's got to take something out of this world you know supernatural to do that um i've just looked it up in the king james version it says as a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth to his folly. I love so that they exactly just put F. F. <laughs> just the, They're just F on every word. <laughs> in it. 
That's funny. Lucy. Okay, I've got one. This is actually only half a verse, but I want the rough context that it comes from. Ready? Fingers on buzzers. Hang on. <laughs> Ye shall not round the corners of your heads. Oh. Oh, I do know that. Where's that from? No, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, John. Leviticus? Yes. Oh. It is. Yeah. So what does that mean? Leviticus 19. It's about cutting hair. Sorry, I didn't mean to you do that. Over. You missed the boat. <laughs> Not even my <laughs> one. I just trigger. accidentally pressed it again. Got a new contestant. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Leviticus 19 is a lot of instructions Mm. from God via Moses to the Israelites. So the whole chapter is full of lots of nice instructions. Uh, Do not prostitute thy daughter. Uh, Keep the Sabbath. Um, Not eat anything with blood. Neither should you use enchantment nor observe times. Um... Yeah, so this verse, do not round the corners of your heads, neither shalt thou mar the corners of thy beard. That's King James Version. So if I pop it into... So it just means that don't cut your hair, right? Yeah, so if I just put it into NIV and it says instead, do not cut the hair at the sides of your head or clip off the edges of your beard. So I guess that is a bit like what Orthodox Jews have, isn't it? The mm. Long sort of ringlety hair done like sideburns, basically. Yeah. Like you can cut the rest of your hair. So they kind of have can't a skin fade. The but... sides. <laughs> you can't cut the hair above your ears. Mm. Mm. So very specific instructions in this passage. There are lots of strange, specific like other instructions that we just this ig- not ignore now, but we just don't abide by. There's one about hooves, isn't there, or something? And mm, obviously about shellfish, and we mustn't wear too. Yeah. Garments of clothing that are different, made from different fibers, fab fibers yeah. and <laughs> tattoos. Yeah, marking our bodies and yeah. all of obviously a lot of cri- uh, criticism of Christianity today, um, and particularly those Christian, the side of Christianity where they are against LGBTQI, or and they use Leviticus as an example, mm-hmm. or they use the Bible as an attack. People often say, "Well, if you follow that, why don't you follow this?" Which is a completely valid argument. Um, and if I was to go into that. It'd be a whole new episode because they've taken that out of context themselves because it doesn't even mean homosexuality. But that's for another episode. <laughs> um, but I feel like um, there are so many things in here that if we lived by, <laughs> our lives would be so different. Mm. And it just shows how um, how that you know culture has changed and moved and evolved and is different now. Um, even in countries, you know, some countries take on these things because of culture. Um, we have to think about where the Bible was written. The, the writers of the Bible the Bible are based in the Middle East and so their cultures are drastically different and probably closer to the Bible than we are. So we have to take that into consideration as well, don't we? But they just seem very weird to us, mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Shall I read mine? Yeah. yeah. So David was pleased to become the king's son-in-law. Before the allotted time elapsed, David took his men with him and went out and killed... 200 Philistines and brought back their foreskins. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, David. That's a clue. Or is it? Um. Oh, wrong one. Forgotten your own. <laughs> Joseph. I think I'm going to be way off on this, but is it Genesis? Delete the whole thing. Just remove me from the whole episode. Remove <laughs> me from it's just myself. I hate myself. <laughs> Go for I another guess. 
Have another guess. <sighs> okay. Middle of the Old Testament. Isaiah. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So this is from 1 Samuel. And the context of this is that David, who eventually becomes King David, writer of the Psalms, uh, wants to marry Saul's daughter, Michelle. And Saul doesn't want David to marry his daughter, so demands that as a price he has a dowry, brings a dowry. But he knows David can't afford the money, but he wants to be cunning and manipulative manipulative because he doesn't want David to be his son-in-law. So instead, he asks for a bride price of 100 foreskins of his enemies, the Philistines, hoping that David will be killed fighting them. Because not only does he not want him to marry his daughter, he wants... Uh, David dead so he thinks oh this is a good plan A he'll never get a hundred foreskins um, <laughs> and bring them to me and B uh, he'll die either doing it or he'll die afterwards because the Philistines will be so outraged at them being killed and then their bodies desecrated by removing their foreskins that David will be killed either immediately or soon after my goodness. But David instead goes and kills 200 Philistines, cuts off their foreskins, presents them to Saul, and of course he has no choice, Saul, but to let him marry his daughter. Wow. So he goes, he one-ups him. Can you imagine, like, you know, he's doing this mission, getting all these foreskins, and then, like, sitting in Starbucks, leave his bag behind, just go back and get it, and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's my bag, the one with all the foreskins in? And they're like... <laughs> Yeah, we handed through. that over to the authorities, I think. I hope it doesn't need to go through security. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird machine. Bag. Yeah. yeah. That's a, have you got anything to claim? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> but so what I really, I find really endearing about this is that David, the humility of David and that he, A, didn't see, it wasn't like David, David's response was like, huh, I've got you. He just had, I think he was so humble and so in love with his daughter, he was blind to it. Mm. But that God rewarded that and said, and also he was, he wanted to marry her so much that he was like. Seems like very eager to please in a good way. Yeah, or a bit gullible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mm. But does, does am I making sense? Like he's not yeah. doing yeah. it as like a, a middle finger. Back, yeah. yeah, he's not being like, well, I can show you how great I am. It was like, your daughter is what you wanted. You um, He was like, you wanted this. And you think your daughter is valued at this, but I think she's valued at this. Yeah, yeah he was showing, showing that. And um, mm. I think it's also a beautiful example of how God can, you know, protect and honour people. You know, David was just doing this. He wanted to do the right thing. He was responding as a servant and God honoured that. I mean, the actions are a little bit odd, but um, and we're not recommending it. But um, <laughs> wonder what he did with all those foreskins after. <laughs> These are the things that you wish, like... You have all this context, like with all these things, like what on earth did they do with all of this? Like, there's a lot about foreskins in the Bible, like, but also it shows obviously the, the meaning that they had around them. Right, Lucy, you got a loved one? Right, last one. Here we go. Everyone ready? Yep. Happy is the one who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rocks. Oh, oh, we, oh, oh. <laughs> Got a ding, dong, ding. <laughs> ding. Crunch. Anyone in there? Who was that? Um, not me. No, I think. Oh, I think it was me. Okay. Is that the verse that we read over Easter? The on the road, Palm Sunday. Well, I thought it was, but now I'm not sure. It's Psalm 137. Oh, then it's not. 
Yeah, so it's actually very similar to a verse we read in our Easter series about, um, yeah, smashing children on pavements. Mm. Yeah, it was Palm Sunday, wasn't it? It was when they were... Joe read it as the end, and then Joe had the hysterics and couldn't stop laughing. Because we were just weren't expecting it, were no. we? So blah, 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 <laughs> and then smash the children on the pavements. I'm Took about two hours to record <laughs> the end, that God one bless you. couldn't stop. Yeah, you really got the giggles <laughs> with that, didn't you? So this is from Psalm 137, which is... So this is all about the Jews being in exile um, and basically wanting to destroy their enemies. So the children being those of their enemies who are therefore enemies of God. Oh. So that it sounds brutal, it is brutal. Arguably children shouldn't be caught up in any sort of conflict <sighs> like this. Um, they are saying that the enemy must be destroyed and therefore go you if you smash your enemy's children against the rocks. Mm. Gosh, it's amazing how much sort of darkness there is in there isn't mm. yeah Very there's brutal. a lot of darkness as we said brutality before, yeah. yeah but it's like how easy they do it as well just like yeah smash the babies on the mm. floor like just a normal passing yeah. conversation yeah. <laughs> so, they love okay. babies don't they like violence yeah. against babies well oh. i think it's quite um shocking isn't it and mm. the innocence of it you know yeah. they've not done anything and what, ba- what has a baby done? Yeah, yeah, so it provides yeah. more of a... Like, in a film, if you were going to cause... If you are going to be a catalyst for vengeance, it would be, like, the killing of children, or child, yeah. like children hold more weight, don't they, because of their, la- yeah. their lack of... No, their, their, in- innocence. their innocence and yeah. their lack of sin. I guess it's saying that it's, it's such a sin to be an enemy of God mm. that your children don't deserve to live, mm. and your children would be punished for your transgression. So it's like... So it's really... <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just like putting it in the strongest terms possible that mm. you are an enemy. Yeah. Mm. Well, we've seen it all today. <laughs> just a quick walk through the donkey Bible. genitals. <laughs> <laughs> and baby's dead. <laughs> nice. Why did no one pick nice verses? <laughs> we all picked like the worst verses we could find. <laughs> Those are the weirdest. I did have one that was just, I think was just weird mm. in general, which was nice. The fact that in the creation story, God rested. Mm. Just like, isn't that really weird? Like, God did all these things and then he rested. <laughs> like That's like in films, you never see like someone having a nap or yeah. like going to the yeah. toilet, having a Just meal break action. or something. Yeah. 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 But it's like obviously important in that story that yeah. that does happen. So I he think rested, that's very interesting. But he rested in Genesis, but never since. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's what it means. <laughs> yeah. Power nap. Creation was a lot, oh, it was hard work. <laughs> Everything else since then has been a breeze. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So I'm sure there's lots more and we've really only touched the tip of the iceberg. We could probably do way more of this, but um, it's been really fun to look into some of them and we can't wait to hear yours. So this is your final chance. The next episode you have will have missed out, so don't miss out. Next episode, we will be hearing your stories. So... Find us on Facebook, Fabrician yes. Salvation Army, or if you're part of our group, MoFab, you can comment there. Send us a private message. DM mm. us on Instagram. Slide in the DMs. Slide, yeah. As they say. Um, or if you want to call us or email us at fabrishamsalvationarmy.org.uk, you can do that. Or if you know one of us personally and you want to tell one of us, like a text message, I'm sure we'll all be okay with that. Slip us a note in the coffee shop. <clears throat> yeah. Um, 
and just share with us your anything strange. So if it's strange about a personal story or a story in your family history or strange things that we've not mentioned that Christians do or we do in the army that you thought, hang on, you haven't mentioned that. That's quite strange. Mm -hmm. Um, We'd love to hear them because next episode is going to be featuring you. We're going to be sharing your stories, which we're really excited about. So we really want to hear from you. Um, Otherwise, it'll be a really short episode. It could only be like, we're just waiting for some responses. (laughs) (laughs) We have to do it now because we've said we're going to do it. So (laughs) just be sitting and waiting. Um, Anyone? So we are really looking forward to hearing from you. And um, as I said, you can put your names on them. If you do put your names on them, we will read, shout you out. Um, But if you leave it anonymous or if you want to put your name so we know who you are, but just like message us and say you don't want your name included, that's fine. But you can equally do it uh, anonymously. Um, Obviously, it's more difficult if you send them via email or instagram we will know you but we won't read your name out if that makes sense i feel like it's I'll a deal. just let us know if you want it anonymous yeah sorry <laughs> i really overcomplicated that i was trying to think it through in my head but um this has been a great episode and we hope you are enjoying our strange uh things series and we look forward to hearing from you this week or uh, if you haven't already submitted your episode so it's goodbye from joe Goodbye. Goodbye from Lucy. Goodbye. Goodbye from John. See you later. And goodbye from me. Bye, Beth. Bye. Have a great week. Be blessed. Bye. 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 Toodaloo. Okay, I'm going to press stop now. Bye. Yeah, bye.